Is an LA Kings number one pick ready to take the next step? And we look at the Kings' two sixth-round picks in this year's draft. It's Tuesday, July 19th. I'm Eddie Garcia. This is Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we are still playing the waiting game on restricted free agents Mikey Anderson, Sean Dersey, Gabe Velarde, and Jarrett Anderson Dolan. As I'm sure you all know by now, they were all given qualifying offers by the Kings, but so far none of them have either agreed to a new contract or accepted their offers. There has been zero news on how the talks might be progressing or not, so we still uh, are playing the waiting game, and uh, as soon as we find out something, uh, as soon as one of these players signs, or all of, the, all of them sign, uh, we'll obviously be discussing it, so stay tuned. We started our discussion on Monday about how many starting spots are up for grabs for the LA Kings going into training camp, and how many players have a chance to lay claim to one of those spots, or two of those spots. I think uh, at most there could be two spots available Probably on the fourth line at the wings at the wing positions. Uh, if you disagree, by the way, I'd love to hear what you think. You can email me lockedoneddy at gmail.com. That's E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. I would say the top three candidates for those potential two spots uh, would be Rasmus Kupari, Gabe Velarde, and Carl Grundstrom. Now, I think it's probably likely that maybe only one of those spots is available. We talked about it before. You re-signed Brendan Lemieux to probably play on that left side wing spot on the fourth line to be a, an energizer guy, uh, a good four-checker, uh, and, and can contribute a little bit of offense. But, you know, I think on that right side, it could be Rasmus Kupari. It could be Gabe Velarde, who we're going to focus on today. And they both have a lot of similarities, uh, Kupari and Velarde. Both are former number one picks. Both are the same age, 22 years old. Both have seen a decent amount of, of NHL time. Kupari, 64 total NHL games. Velarde, 89. And both are transitioning from center to wing. And both have a lot of uh, a lot of ability uh, as far as the offensive side of things go. But again, we, we talked about Kupari yesterday. We're talking about Gabe Velarde today. So I mentioned 89 NHL games in his career so far. He has 18 goals and 19 assists. Last season in 25 games with the Kings, he had a total of five goals and two assists. Also played 39 games in the AHL with the Ontario Reign, where he had 15 goals and 23 assists. It was almost a point per, uh, point per game player. When he was called back up to the Kings late in the season, he did seem uh, to take that extra seasoning that he got in the AHL and apply it to his NHL game. Um, he looked a little bit better than he did earlier in the year. Um, he did play in two of the Kings' seven playoff games against the Oilers, but he did not register a point. So again, Velarde clearly has a lot of offensive upside, which was one of the big reasons why the Kings made him uh, a former number one pick. Um, he has worked on getting tougher along the boards, which comes in the transition from being a center and mostly playing out in space to being on the wing and playing up against the wall. Uh, he still needs more time, though, to show what he can do. And I get that there are, it seems, a uh, faction of Kings fans out there that feel like we should have seen it already by now. I get it. We're in, we're in the society that we live in these days. We're an instant gratification society. And even me, someone in their early 50s, you know, I, I've fallen into that type of thinking as well. 
I mean, we can watch pretty much any show we want on demand. Uh, I can go grab my phone and get information on anything I want instantaneously. We we want things to happen probably quicker uh, than, than, than sometimes they need to. Maybe that's the case with Gabe Velarde. For those people that think he should have shown us more by now, we've invested a number one pick in him. He should have already locked down a starting spot. Well, again, there are some circumstances to that. And again, one of them is him transitioning from center to wing. Uh, it's some, some guys take to it quickly. Others don't. Like I mentioned in an earlier episode, look at Adrian Kempe. Obviously, it took him a little while to transition from center to wing and look where it's gotten him now. Uh, and it took him more time than Gabe Velarde has had in the NHL. So we do have to practice some patience, I think. But I do get the idea that this is a big year for Gabe Velarde. Uh, he's going into his fourth full season now in the organization. And I think this season is a big one for Gabe Velarde. Now, the argument can be made, is he going to get the ice time if he earns it uh, and, and the minutes to really be able to show what he can do? And it, it's interesting when you look at any sport, the the way things develop when it comes to players, whether it's high school to college or juniors to the professional ranks to the NHL or in other sports, obviously the NFL, um, you start off, you know, you're a, a, a kid growing up and suddenly you realize, hey, I'm the I'm the best kid on my block. You're right. Then you go to your your school and you're like, oh, I'm the best kid at my school. Uh, then you go and you find out oh, I'm the best player in my league, right? Then you go to the next level, whether it's college or juniors. And now you're, you're again, it's, there's another, you got to prove yourself all over again. And then, you know, once you get to this level, you start to realize that, you know, you're no longer kind of standing out at this point. You're, you are uh, the best player from your area. And now you're, mixed in with the best players from all their other areas, right? You're, you're, these are all very talented guys. And suddenly you're not getting the minutes that you used to get. And suddenly you're not handed a starting job on in the top six forwards that you used to always get. Now you've got to work and earn it. And some players that get into that situation when they've always been a top-line guy at all these other levels, sometimes that adjustment is uh, a harsh reality. And some of them don't ever make the adjustment. Some of them are not used to working and competing and having to really go for earning a spot. Uh, And the ones that obviously can make that transition and do battle and do work and earn those spots are the guys who obviously make it to the elite level, which is the NHL level. Whether Gabe Velarde can do that or not uh, remains to be seen. Uh, Again, the talent is there. We've seen it. Uh, the obviously the Kings organization saw it, which was why they invested a number one pick in him. Now he has to go out and earn it, though. And and maybe, again, uh, the, the, the spot that he would like to have may not be there. The minutes that he would like to have may not be there. The power play time that he would like to have may not be there. But it, at this level, you earn your spot, right? And so it's a transition for guys like Gabe Velarde and Rasmus Gupari and all these guys that were the best of the best, and now they're amongst the best of the best, you know, at the at their their job. So, like I said, uh, I think this is a huge year for Gabe Velarde to really show what he can do. Still young enough, again at twenty two, that there has to be some patience, but at, at, at there also has to be an expectation of now it's your fourth full season in the organization. We need to see more. We need to see more at the NHL level. He did it, I think, at the AHL level last year. Now he's got to do it at the NHL level. It starts in training camp, and uh, very, very, very interested to see how Gabe Velarde 
progresses this year, if he seizes one of those spots early on uh, in the season, uh, and what he does with that spot, if he in fact does earn it, and if he doesn't earn it, how does he respond to that? Does he work harder in practice? Does he maybe go back to the AHL and work even harder and go and get it? Maybe he gets another opportunity. Maybe it comes in the middle of the season. But at some point, you do have to seize uh, the moment and show, again, that, that the first-round pick that the Kings used on you was that you're worth it. Uh, so whether it's Rasmus Gupari or Gabe Velarde, uh, really curious to see how that all plays out and if they are able to, again, prove that they are worthy of being uh, part of the future of the Kings going forward, or if maybe after this season, maybe it's time to consider giving him a change of scenery. Maybe he needs to go somewhere else and play on a second line on a bad team and get the minutes he needs to finally develop or not. But uh, like I said, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who can get one of those one or two final uh, forward spots that are available uh, and how that plays out this coming season. It's Again, it's a great problem to have. You've got a lot of good, young, talented players that want those spots. Who's going to earn it? Who's going to stand out? Who's going to show that it's it's that's the position they need to be in? They've earned the, the right to be there. Very curious to see Gabe Velarde, one of those players, that will be keeping a very close eye on going into training camp and into the start of the season. Now, I play beer league hockey twice a week, and I don't want to eat a meal right before I go out and skate, but sometimes I need a little extra something to give me a boost, and that is when I reach for a Built Bar, especially the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. Now with delicious, chewy marshmallow, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. And here's the best part. It's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. Why not eat something that tastes good and is good for you? It is a quick, healthy snack uh, that's an excellent source of protein, perfect for you to eat when you go work out, go jog, or play hockey, or maybe you just need a little extra boost to chase the kids around or whatever. Uh, You will love it. Coconut-rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Go to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. That is built.com, B-U-I-L-T, and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off of your order again. It's built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. We continue our look at the LA Kings' recent picks in the NHL entry draft. We talked about their first selection in the second round, 51st overall, Jack Hughes, uh, last week. If you missed it, check that out on last Thursday's podcast Friday. We talked about the Kings' two fourth-round picks, forwards Kenny Connors and defenseman Angus Booth. And then on Monday's show, we talked about the Kings' fifth-round pick, Otto Salen from Finland. Today, we are focusing on the Kings' two sixth-round selections, and they are both very interesting players. Uh, The first one is Jared Wright. He is from Omaha in the U.S. Hockey League. That's where he played. He's a right-winger. He was the 169th overall selection in this year's draft, he is six foot one, 178 pounds, a native of Burnsville, Minnesota. Uh, last season with the uh, Omaha Lancers, I believe is the name of the team. Uh, he uh, played in 59 games. He had 15 goals and 19 assists in 59 games. Uh, like the Kings' fourth round pick, uh, Kyle Connors, uh, Jared Wright played in the U.S. Hockey League last season, but also like Connors. He is an overage draft pick, meaning he was selected at 19 years of age instead of the typical 19 year, or excuse me, 18 years of age. Uh, both 
uh, Jared Wright and Kyle Connors um, made major strides in their draft plus one year this past season. Uh, according to Corey Pronman, who writes for The Athletic and is one of their big scouts, writes about uh, prospects, uh, he said about Jared Wright that he is a decent two-way forward, skates well, but the offensive upside is a legit question. Uh, he said that Wright is a prospect who is likely a longer-term project. Uh, Wright is committed to play at Colgate University after another season in the United States Hockey League. LA Kings Director of Amateur Scouting Mark Gennetti said about Wright that his skating really went to another level this past season. He said that Wright is able to get behind defenders in multiple ways with speed and skating. Uh, he said that Wright is versatile and has good size. Uh, now, if you remember last week's show, I did uh, get out to the Kings' final day of development camp on Friday. And I got to be honest, I did not notice Jared Wright. Um, one of the drawbacks of only being able to get out to one day of the camp was that you could only see so much. Um, and uh, I did not see uh, Jared Wright really stand out. I didn't notice him. But again, it's not fair to really... Um, criticize that he wasn't noticeable because I only saw one day of a scrimmage. That said, Jared Sparks, the other Kings sixth round selection, uh, it was impossible not to notice. He was the 180th overall pick. Uh, Jack Sparks, a right defenseman from St. Michael's in the Ontario Junior Hockey League. He's six foot eight, 233 pounds. He is a Toronto native and is committed to playing at Michigan State University after next season, uh, and again, he was impossible not to notice. He is gigantic um, uh, and, and has some size to him. He's not uh, you know, a, a rail-thin guy, but as with, as I've mentioned, all these 18, 19-year-old guys can always get bigger and stronger and should as they just naturally uh, develop. Uh, Corey Pronman of the Athletics said about Sparks that his athletic toolkit is very appealing. Uh, that he's quite mobile for his frame, not a blazer, but when you see him come up the ice, you can easily envision that toolkit at the NHL level. Sparks uses his body, has a big slap shot, and has flashes of puck skill, making him a highly appealing pro prospect for several reasons. Uh, again, Corey Pronman adding that his offensive game has a long way to go, but he has shown, uh, or he has shown little poise or puck moving ability, uh, that he will be a three or four year college guy, but if he hits, he could be an NHL player. And Mark Unetti, the Kings Director of Amateur Scouting, said about Sparks, again, he can skate and the foundation is there. The fact that he's going to college and will have more time to develop is a big plus, end quote. So again, like we have seen with the other players that we've talked about, maybe other than Jack Hughes, uh, another prospect and project type of pick for the LA Kings. And I think, again, it makes a ton of sense. We have a deep system with a ton of good young players that are knocking on the door, if not this year, then next year, or the next year after that, that will be taking up NHL spots. Um, so we can afford to play a longer waiting game with a lot of these players. And that's the type of players the Kings really went out in this year's draft, which again, according to experts who know more than I do about it, was not a great deep draft. So I love the philosophy again. And we've seen that with the two six round picks and Jared Wright and Jack Sparks guys who show uh, a, a great raw ability like Jared Wright with his skating ability or the size of a Jack Sparks, 
but they need more seasoning. They need to grow on the vine a little bit longer. And so you've got two guys who are both going to play at the collegiate level who will get extra years of development. And then in five years, say, uh, if they have still developed and they've been on the track that the Kings hope that they are on, now you're ready to fill in some of those spots with the younger players the Kings have now moving up in the pecking order. And now these guys hopefully and potentially move into those uh, elite prospect or uh, potential prospect type positions to fill in spots for the Kings going forward. So again, the philosophy is clearly there for the Kings in this year's draft, going for players who have a lot of raw tools but need more refinement and development in their game. And again, a couple of guys going to college after this coming season in the U.S. Hockey League uh, or the Quebec Junior Hockey League and then uh, getting extra years of development. So uh, we will look probably realistically in three or four years to see where Jared Wright and Jack Sparks are in their development. But again, I think um, very sound in the philosophy the Kings took uh, this year. Now, if the Kings were uh, you know, in a different situation where they needed players to develop as quickly as possible because they needed help at the NHL level, then yeah, you probably don't take, uh, I don't want to say a flyer. I don't think it's a little bit strong, but you don't take project players. You don't take players that are going to take four or five years to develop. You, you're going to look for guys you can get maybe at the NHL level in, in three years, but that's not the case for the LA Kings. So you can understand the philosophy. So I've been doing this with all of the draft picks that we've been talking about and going back in Kings history and seeing where do, you know, what's the success rate for the Kings with second round players, third round players, so on and so forth. And if you missed any of the previous episodes, Kings do a great job, uh, have done a great job in the recent past and in their history with second round picks and with fourth round picks. But as you can understand, as it goes, the, 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 the likelihood of a, of a player picked later in the rounds uh, obviously changes. Uh, and we talked about the fifth round selections on Monday's show uh, that there are no fifth round selections of any recent uh, picked that have really developed into NHL players. And even in the history of the Kings, it wasn't a great uh, track record. And the same thing goes probably logically for the sixth round players. There are no recent sixth round selections by the LA Kings in any of the last five, six, seven, eight years that have now turned into NHL players. Nothing. Uh, as far as sixth round picks in the Kings history, the only guy that I found that really turned into a real legit uh, NHL player was Kevin Stevens. He was a sixth round pick of the Kings in 1983. Uh, he um, had some decent years with the Kings, but eventually moved on and was a part of some very good Pittsburgh Penguins teams in the 90s that went on to win a couple of Stanley Cups. So really the the only sixth-round selection in Kings history that went on to have any real success at the NHL level, Kevin Stevens' sixth-round selection in 1983. Hopefully, Jared Wright and Jack Sparks can buck that trend for the LA Kings in a few seasons. You know, the uh, the NFL season is uh, starting to progress. I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. My wife is a huge LA Chargers fan, so the NFL season is big in our home, and uh we want to let you know that uh, there is an answer to the question of which NFL stars move the betting line the most. If you are interested in that, then you need to know that starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Again, that's available July 18th on our Locked On NFL channel. 
It's wherever you get your podcasts, also on YouTube as well. So check that out. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? That will be starting July 18th on our Locked On NFL channel. Wanted to let you know, um, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're making this a part of your uh, your listening podcasts, uh, hopefully every day because we're here for you every day. There are uh, some other great LA Kings content available out that out there for you and certainly encourage you to check out that stuff as well. Um, but I don't believe that a lot of those podcasts are giving you something to listen to and something hopefully to think about every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, which we are doing. Um, but I do, I do want to point out when there's something else out there that's interesting um, that I would encourage you to check out. I have no problem doing that. Uh, and so I wanted to do that and let you know that Zach Dooley, the LA Kings insider, uh, just did an article about uh, Kings new assistant coach, Jim Hiller. And I would encourage you to give that a look. Uh, I think it is possible. I think it's possible that the hiring of Jim Hiller could be an even bigger impact on the LA Kings, believe it or not, than bringing in Kevin Fiala. Uh, because Jim Hiller, if you don't know, has had a lot of success as an assistant coach, and in particular, coaching power plays. And as you well know, if you are a Kings fan that you've followed this team recently, that is a huge area that needs to be addressed for the LA Kings. The power play has to get better next season if this team is going to take uh, a jump forward from where it was a year ago. Uh, And again, excited that Jim Hiller is a guy who's had a lot of success as an assistant coach, coaching power plays. He was with the uh, New York Islanders last season where the team had the 12th best power play in the NHL. If you don't know or don't want to know, the Kings were 27th in the NHL in the power play last year. So uh, again, Zach Dooley, LA Kings insider, did an article about the hiring of Jim Hiller, and I would encourage you to go and check that out because that's that could be a very big storyline going forward for the LA Kings next season as they look to improve on that very poor power play. Hey, to keep up to date on this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked On LA Kings. That is at Locked On LA Kings. You can certainly interact with me as well if you would like there. Uh, if you would like to send me an email, once again, uh, the email address is Locked On Eddie, E D D I E, Locked On Eddie at gmail.com. Any comments you have about the Kings, about this show, any thoughts, any ideas you'd like to uh, see about features going forward on this channel, um, certainly uh, I would uh, love, love to hear it. Uh, I am planning on having a listener email segment at some point on future shows so you could get a chance to get your email read on the air as well. Coming up on Wednesday's episode, we will give you an update on any Kings news that might happen. Uh, We'll take a closer look at another one of the Kings forwards battling for a starting spot, and we will take a look at the final player selected by the LA Kings in the recent draft, the seventh selection for the Los Angeles Kings. Hey, thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey. That's Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Go Kings, go.